Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's the Wrestling Classic here, back for the TWC show here with Devin. Um, it's been a full week of wrestling, there's tons to talk about, I'm not talking about what happened on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but just outside of that too, there's been a ton of stuff that's happened. One of the things I want to talk to you about first, Devin, is did you check out that Ruthless Aggression um, documentary trailer? No, but I did hear about it, and I am excited for it. Dude, it looks really good. I think for so long, we've gotten so much stuff about the Attitude Era, the Monday Night Wars, the Monday, like so much about the 90s and a lot about the 80s, like WrestleMania and Hulkamania and stuff, but it's finally time. I think it's been long enough, because like, in my opinion, like the Ruthless Aggression Era started in 2002. Isn't Ruthless Aggression Era just like 03 to 05? I think it's like 02 to 08. 08? I think that's right, because 09 was like... 09 to like 2013, 2012 was like its own. Yeah, I call 08 to like 2011. Because like 09 is when 09 is when Randy went straight like Viper, yeah. hunting everyone in the head. And but that's was, when it went super PG. That's and there was like a lot of yeah, there was a lot of garbage. Like 09 yeah. probably one of the worst years they've ever had as far as like actually good to watch. Because that's a big question. Everyone's like, so what would you consider the ruthless aggression era? And I'm like, I, I could go with you to 08. But mind you, I haven't really watched much of 06 or 08. I've seen a bunch of 07 because I think Undertaker had a pretty big year that year. But um, like, I know we've gone back and we've watched random Smackdowns from that time. And we're like, wait, this storyline happened? This Whoa, dude happened? Remember it was, Smackdown? Like, it was like Jack Swagger in the big show? Was that was like, like 2011. And that was like his little... Because uh, I stopped watching Smackdown almost, I think, like 08 moving forward. Like I'd watch it here and there. Whenever I moved to Fridays... I think it was 07, I slowly started stopped watching it as much. And Raw, I watched throughout the entire time, but I just think, because the way even the trailer shows it, it starts with Vince McMahon going, oh, we bought, oh, we, we bought out a competition. It's like, they bought out WCW, and they're like, now what? What do we do? And it, and it talks, like, that's kind of when the Russo era started. It's true, because I say 02, because a lot of the guys that are staples for that that period were guys that were part of that 02 OVW Ohio, Ohio Valley. So that era was like Cena, Batista, Orton. So that's what I want to do. I want to rate for like both of us separately, rate who we think were five standout people um, and one honorary mention of the Ruthless Aggression era, which to me is 02 to 08. Edge, Cena, Orton, Batista, Bradshaw, Layfield. Okay, so I'm going to give my five, okay? I'm and that's not mine. That's just like, that's just the facts. Here's my five. I would, like other, I would like other people like MVP yeah. or Kennedy or but this is my Rey five. Mysterio. This is my five. Rey Mysterio is my honorable mention because he came in in 02 and he was really a big part of that beginning era. And I'm not adding the guys that were in the attitude era that carried over to. But so, I mean, not like Bradshaw counts because he was bigger in the ruthless, ruthless Aggression era than he was in the attitude era. But I'm not like Triple H obviously is Ruthless Aggression era, but you can't really count Triple H because he's... But that is like the Triple H era. Yeah. That, that Like, it's actually crazy because I stopped watching wrestling... Just because it was just like, I wouldn't, I say now it's because of Triple H, but that top of the card was so uninteresting for me. And it's just crazy now that the stuff I love the most is the stuff Triple H creates. <laughs> it's crazy. It's weird because there was hate for Triple H, but my five, here's my five. Number five for me when it comes to the Ruthless Aggression Era, and I'm doing this in the order of how much I like them as a, like in my favorites. So this is how we're going to roll. Um, the five most, I think, uh, pivotal people important people, significant people of the Ruthless Aggression era um, that were produced from that era, I think, and had their highs in that era, the biggest highs, like won their first championships and all that during that era. These are the five I'm going to go with. At number five, I'm going to say Brock Lesnar because he kicked off that era. He was yeah, but the he was standard gone. bearer. He was gone by I know, but five. he was like the standard bearer of the Ruthless Aggression era. Like, he put SmackDown I, I, I agree. on the map when they did the draft. And if you even watch a trailer, they talked about, like, like the Brock Lesnar effect, him saying he was going to quit unless he gets to go straight to the main roster. Austin walking out because he didn't want to drop it to Brock. Brock, um, 100%, did not last that long in the Ruthless Aggression era. He's there 2002 to 04. And, um, you know, he's probably done more. He's been here longer since the second run now than he was that first run. But he made a hell of an impact and he's like a standout of that group of people. Um, number four for me would be. Uh, once again, because this is kind of who I like the most, but I can't deny his popularity and importance, is John Cena. Um, defined the Ruthless Aggression era, was the standout star. It came in there when Vince said he wanted people with Ruthless Aggression and fought uh, Kurt Angle all the way to being the rapper gimmick to winning the belt and being the guy that I hated the Yo, most. Yo, nothing cornier than Cyborg Cena. <laughs> what was his name? The oh, you mean before the prototype? The prototype. Yeah. He's like ruthless aggression. He's just like fucking just and angles just like oh, I did it. But like, <laughs> Russell, stop cussing, guys. I gotta stop. But he defined, um, he and angles just like okay, like, who's this guy? <laughs> and then had a good match. But Cena, you can't deny this. And I was like, angle right in the middle of drugs, just being high, just like 
And then he would go on to be the cyborg. He was the one that went on to be the cyborg. Oh, probably. Yeah, being the wrestling machine, the wrestling cyborg. But um, that era, to be fair, I'm like, I didn't watch a lot during that era, era, but I don't think you'll disagree. That era was really Orton, Batista, Triple H. Um, they done. really didn't push Cena until they had to. He was popular. They used him in main events, but they really didn't start pushing yeah, him until 08, 9, 10. Yeah, but no, he, he wasn't like, five. He won the belt, but he wasn't like the top guy. No, like, oh, even when they did like the Royal Rumble thing, Undertaker's picking Batista, Cena standing no, like a nobody. I remember 07, he was so over, and people like people were booing him against Triple H. But was he like he wasn't main eventing a lot of shows even when he was 06, champ. actually. Yeah, he was. And then even like even they had Jeff Hardy main eventing shows over him, even in 09 or 10, or whatever it was. He had main event shows all the time, but Cena was the guy. Trust me, I hated him because he always won. He beat everybody. I'm in 07 rooting for but Triple that H. Whole, but 06. That, but what I'm saying is the span of like the real hatred of really unbeatable Superman Cena was like 2010, 2011 to like 2015. I think it was like 2007. Because I stopped watching so much 2007 in 2007. at the earliest. Yeah, 2007. But like that 2011, 2012, 2013 was just like you know, he's fighting 20, John Laurinaitis. 2010 was a, that's because Punk was a champion. We hated the fact that he was main. Not even that, time. but he he wouldn't lose to anyone. And though I hated at the one point, and then, you know, green like, shirt Cena. The one point I really disliked Cena was purple shirt Cena when he beat the entire Nexus. Camel time. hat Cena looked like an idiot, but he was pretty cool. But when he beat the Nexus the entire time, I was not a fan. One thing that also didn't help him too was bringing that belt out. Yeah. Nobody liked that. I still don't like it. And everyone else has. Oh, anyways, let me finish my list. So it's Brock Lesnar, John Cena. Number number three for me would be Edge. I think Edge really broke out in the ruthless aggression era. Um, first ever Money in the Bank turned heel. The Lita stuff. Um, winning the WWE Championship. Pretty much holding it down on SmackDown. I said Edge. Uh, yeah, no, I'm just saying I'm holding it down on SmackDown. That's my number three guy, and I'm a huge Edge fan. I'm glad he's back. Still not over it, but Edge would be one of those really guys. That st- and I hated Cena so much that when Edge was against Cena, it made me happy. That was the best feud, man. <laughs> that was like the didn't yo. I feel like I saw this, but I've never been able to see it anywhere else. Wasn't there a just straight up Edge and Cena DVD? No, I swear to God there was, or a documentary, or something. Maybe a Greatest Rivals, maybe, or something on the network. I'm not 100% sure. But if anyone knows, let us know. The other one, then last, oh, my number two would be Batista, because I was a huge Batista fan when Evolution came out. Like, and I was a huge Evolution mark. And I think that's why guys like Orton and Batista got a rub early on before Cena, is because they were paired with Triple H and Ric Flair so early, and they broke out so early from that. Um, Batista was the man. I still don't know why they went with Cena over Batista in that, in that 05 and switching them on brands, because Batista was... When he started beefing with Triple H slowly after New Year's Revolution and stuff and got the title shot, won the belt, like nobody was as hot as Batista, not even Cena at that time, who was big on SmackDown but wasn't at the Batista level. Um, Batista was like, in a time where I didn't have those many favorites, like Batista was one of my favorites. And that's why I found it so ironic when that whole uh, storyline happened where Batista was like, oh, you know, they're always picking Cena over me and yada yada. Batista was the one they pushed and pushed and pushed and for so long. And then they went with Cena a lot later because I think I, I, I didn't realize it. I thought they went to PG a lot later, but you're you're definitely right. When they started going more PG, PG, Cena, Cena became, became like the man. guy. But before that, it was Batista without question. Yeah, like he was a cool guy on SmackDown. He brought SmackDown. Like back out. then, he but even back then, like how we started seeing Raw and SmackDown so differently, if, if Batista hadn't left... During yeah. that, where SmackDown was nothing, Raw was like, you know, the 2012 to 2015, 16. Yeah. Batista would have been top guy on Raw. No, 100%. Like, he was their guy. But then the, 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 that's what I was going to bring up, because it is ironic that I see 2008 was when it kind of went to PG era. And that was a time where they're, like, cutting back on blood. There was, like, there was uh, violations and fines if you blo- started bleeding. Batista didn't care. But he, Batista, it's he did funny because, like, no, I was gonna say, the way the Batista was, talks about wrestling is he's very, like, old school. No, but that's what I was going to say, because if you read Batista's book, you read listen to his interviews and stuff, one of the biggest things he said when he left the ten is like you he read just, books. Yeah, the biggest thing he said was, "I have the Batista book." That's for sure. The biggest thing he said was um, he wasn't a fan in the direction the company was going in that PG way. Like he liked what the attitude era and what the ruthless aggression era was before that PG way. Like Cena was the cover boy for the PG way, where Batista wasn't. But I was always more of a Batista guy, and I think he was a big part of the ruthless aggression era. He was one of those breakout yeah, stars. Yeah, Batista guy. And number one for me, you did have that book. Yeah, and number one for me. Number one for me, um, out of the Ruthless Aggression guys, is Randy Orton. I've been a Randy Orton fan 
pre-evolution when he's doing the RNN sk- RNN skits with the broken arm and Yo, how, how like air quotes androgynous was he when he started doing the Viper type stuff? <laughs> he's just so like silky smooth walker just, Bald, str- look like just strutting around like he's like the genius or Rick Martell or something. But I'm just like huge Randy Orton fan. Always have been. The Legend Keller gimmick I could relate to it. I was a teenager at the time. He acted like a teenager and he was just you know fighting with people and stuff. Um, taking out all the legends doing the thing. You know he was cocky. He was arrogant. Um, I was a fan when he turned to the Viper, and I'm, I've always been the guy, like, I, I also agree that at times, sometimes Randy Orton gets stale as a baby face, but I always was a fan of him, I always think when he's motivated, he kills it, and I think that's like a cliche thing to say now, because Triple H said it, and now we all kind of say, when he's motivated, he kills it, but it's true, when, when but people have been saying that for years, and like, here's another thing, though. I think Triple H even said in the trailer documentaries, like, just, the only thing in Randy's worries, Randy, here's the thing, though, let's put it this way, <laughs> there's been a lot of times where Randy Orton's been, quote, stale, or he's boring, and we don't really like his matches that much. But he's still in that top five, no matter yeah. what. But he's so good that when he's not great, we're just like, oh, he sucks. Yeah, and he's so consistent. And let's be honest, you and I and like you could see just two weeks in this Edge yeah. program, he doesn't lose it. Yeah, but like that's like a lot of guys. That was like Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels uh, during that second run of his uh, later on towards before he retired. It was like Sean Denver needed the belt. He just wanted good feuds. And I'll always go back to like that one with him and Jericho. Yeah. That's like one of the things other than Punk that got me back into wrestling because I caught wind of it like after it happened. I had got the Jericho DVD. I was out of wrestling, but Jericho was always like one of my guys. So yeah. when that Breaking the Code DVD came out, I watched it and I was like, oh my God, this feud looks nuts. And it's just like, that's all Shawn Michaels needed was good feuds, good feuds. And the same thing with Randy Orton. But yeah, there's been a lot. But the thing is, and we've had this conversation before. He's been around since 2004. He's almost been around for 20 years. Guys used to leave after one or two years. They'd yeah. have their run and leave. What was Diesel's run even? Diesel's yeah. run was like two, three years. Austin run, Austin's top, run, Austin run was like four years. The Rock, not that long. Back then, the only people that stayed around that long was freaking Tito Santana. Yeah, like the, the lower mid-card guys. Steve Lombardi. The big card guys would leave or they disappear. Even Hogan wasn't there for that long. These guys, this current cop, the ruthless aggression stars have been here. Honestly, getting years. injured probably helps Randy Orton because well, he gets to go leave and come back. Because every time he comes back, it's great. Or if, we, if they take him off TV and let him go on one of his vacations with his wife, every time he comes back, it's fun. You know what I mean? You're with it. Yo, and, he, like, he, dropped his, he dropped his engagement ring in the water? Did he? I don't know. Because he tells the story. He was like, proposed to his wife. And, like, but the other thing I was going to say was... Um, We've said, and we've witnessed ourselves, like you say, like sometimes we'll go back to those random shows you don't watch all the time and watch random stuff. And uh, even during those periods where we're like, oh, Randy Orton's boring, or I wasn't watching SmackDown when Randy Orton was on SmackDown, like in 2011 12. I go back and I, I watch. Was, that's when I started watching. I go game. back and I start watching those SmackDowns when he was feeding like Cody Rhodes and Christian and this and that. And I'm like, even when he's not like. That's Christian was really good. Those but, were yeah, good matches. But even when he wasn't the most exciting, like he still had great matches with guys. That power slam, man. Even with Mark Henry, like he still had great matches with guys, even when he was at his least exciting. That's the one thing that's one thing I got really annoyed of was when he used to like. Ah, I just had this random thought. All Michael the- Cole's stupid lines make guys seem he's coiled or yeah. he's he's stalking his. Michael Cole makes a lot of these guys seem more lame than they are. Yeah, he does. But yeah, it's no, boss time. A lot, a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff that Randy did started getting real corny. But no, uh, you're you're right. One All thing. The- one thing I definitely want to do more of with the network is go back and watch those smackdowns from those times yeah. i wasn't watching because you know what i was having a good time watching even, jack swagger and big show even feud. when it's like at the time watching a live i probably would have hated it but now now, now you what can year watch was it. deuce and domino but now that you can no, watch it like 2006, 2007, <laughs> but now that you can go there forward through stuff watch what you want to watch kind of follow it back to back without having to wait a week to be like oh, i have to wait a week honestly to watch man again. it's enjoyable for me, for me I even watched those SmackDowns with Triple H and Vladimir Kozlov and stuff. Yeah, they weren't that I bad. I'm like, some of that. So Triple, I'm like, yeah, Triple H was on SmackDown. I remember he... that. I remember being at my buddy Brendan's house and it was on TV one day. I'm like, yeah, I never watched SmackDown on Friday, so I'm always out. But yo, Triple H is on SmackDown. That's so weird. Yo, that was when he was fat. Triple H, chubby, yeah. pudgy. When he had like that gut and that stupid beard. But like for <laughs> I, me, for yeah. me, like for me, 06 and 08, I I wouldn't be a lot of the guys. I wouldn't be able to tell you who they, who they are. Wouldn't be able to tell you feuds. Uh, yeah, I a lot of the, if you showed me a match or show from that, I, w- I would just be guessing. A lot of the MVP, Mr. Candy stuff, when they were at the top, like the card working against Kane and Undertaker and stuff, like I wasn't watching properly. But anyways, I just want to give a bunch of other honorable mentions for 
the Ruthless Aggression people. If you guys are going to watch the documentary, it's airing February 16th after NXT Portland. But I want to give a huge shout-out to guys like Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, Rey Mysterio, Triple H, Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. All these guys also were legends from the era before that came into the Ruthless Aggression era, held it down. All deserve shout-outs to Bradshaw, held it down for SmackDown after Brock left. Just a bunch of talented guys. Can I ask you a question before we move on? Yeah. So, like, you weren't... I know you watched Raw. Um, didn't watch a lot of SmackDown. Can you say that during that era, you know who a lot of those guys are because of the video games? Oh, 100%. Like, my younger brother and his friend watched, but they weren't hardcore like we were when they yeah. were younger. But they watched. They watched it. They weren't super into it. And obviously, the internet wasn't so big and they were younger. The yeah. same way when we were younger, we watched it. And we talked about we yeah. watched, We watched. talked about the top guys and we yeah. liked some of the mid-card guys. But, like, they always still bought the video games. So I always played the video games with them. And I even remember, too, because he became, like, my favorite guy of all time. I used to be like, what the hell is a CM Punk? Who's yeah. this Kennedy guy? Like, what's going on in these I games? Knew but punk. I knew their names because, like, thank God. And then you have this year's video game that apparently is... I, a total bomb. I think starting this year was when I actually stopped getting the games, but I well, never. Apparently, I, in that, I never uh, stopped. I think last year I actually didn't get it. Either. Apparently, Martin in that Dennis. quarterly call, it was uh, it really bombed. Yeah, but anyways, my point is like, yeah, no, you're right. Like the games really helped. Damn, what your point is. There was no point. I was gonna, I was gonna agree with you, saying uh, the video games did really help a lot, and it did. So we're gonna watch that documentary together, or what? I'm down. No, we'll watch it oh, separately. No. We'll just talk about it. I, I'm gonna be going to California on the 16th, and oh. coming back on the 27th. How do we record? I don't. Know. I'm gonna take my mic with me. Skype. Will Skype record or something? Or I got mic- the exact same mic at work. I that, uh, I gotta find a Skype recording app if you guys know any, just let us know. Or we might just go on a hiatus for like a week or two and then we'll come back. No, no, we can't. What do you mean, man? This is your show. I you know, know, I'm, I'm going do down it. there to get this show on a bigger station, a bigger platform, so we can rock it forever, ever. Uh, okay. I didn't know that. Yeah, well, I'm gonna go to the Dash Radio I, I headquarters. Why are you going there? Because we're in LA for a bit, I'm just gonna hang out. I thought you were gonna go hang out with your family. I am. First in the Bay for a week and then LA for a week. Bay, family, LA, go meet people. Figure some stuff out. Um, walk into places. but uh, Make us some money, man. And that's, a, that's a game plan here. Any responses out there, let us know. But speaking of sponsors, I want to give a quick shout-out to Maestro Classic, the best in beard care in the world, in America, in North America, all over the place in the universe. Um, I want to give them a quick shout-out. You can find their products in Target, um, Heb stores, and online at maestroclassics.com. They also sell merchandise as well as beard care. If you use the promo code TWC Maestro, you'll save yourself 25%. They also got a Valentine's Day sale going on right now, so anything you purchase is actually 25% off on MeisterClassics.com. Maestro Classic is the best in beard care and is undeniably, undeniably good at keeping your beard clean and conditioned. Sulfate-free beard, sulfate-free beard wash to clean the beard without drying your skin and beard butter to condition it and beard oil to help it shine. I use it. I love it. They're the uh, licensed groomers for everybody in the WWE, NASCAR, the 76ers. It's all about Maestro Classic. Check them out. Find them online. Also, shout out to Chalkline. If you guys rep Chalkline brand, you want to buy some new stuff. Um, a lot of their older products that were dropped months ago will be able to give you a discount. If you use the promo code TWC15, you can save 15% on your Chalkline official products. Um, their jackets are everywhere. Everyone's repping Chalkline. What's their jackets, their shirts, their shoes, whatever it is. Chalkline official. The best in the merchandise game, if you ask me, man. That's uh, I, mean, I can't go to an event without seeing people rock something chocolate. I ran, out of, I ran out of conditioner. I still got the butter, though. And we're talking about chocolate, but he's talking about Maestro. But anyways, check out Maestro Classic. Check out chocolate. I want to run down a couple of things here. I wore that Ultimate Warrior jacket you gave me to my little cousin's birthday uh, uh, ice skating. Were they hype? A couple weeks ago. You getting compliments? No, dude. Random people skating. We're That's what hype. happens with Chalkline, dude. Yeah, I was just like, I can't. But that one looked, that one's really nice. It is. Love the Bret Hart one. Can't wear that just it's anywhere. Too, it's too pink. It's flashy. Yeah. It's flashy. But that Warrior one, I definitely. That one, that one would get, people would love it because he's Canadian. Yeah, but, but I people know. People were like, and then like, what if one of the guys skating was just like, well, hey, man, do you still uh, go to the matches and stuff? So <laughs> I was like, yeah, man, we're there around. I go to, you know, I go to ECCW and ASW local. All the like, yeah, 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 it was good. I love catching the matches. Kept saying matches, and I'm just like, yeah, you're from that era. Okay, that's so funny. Jim Ernesto says that. I want to throw a couple of things at you, just two things. I don't know if you've seen it yet. I, I probably should have thrown some of these things at you, like the trailer and stuff, so you saw it before I came on here. No, but, that's good. But I mean, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. No, Alexa Bliss, one. some band dropped a music video based on Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I watched a bunch of it today. And the song's called Alexa Bliss. Honestly, Dude, she's like one of my favorites. She's gorgeous. She's such a good wrestler. She's so. Fine. I understand why. She, honestly, I didn't realize how popular. She's so fine. I, her character too just yeah. has so much swag. Yeah, and she's do just people cool. still say swag. Yeah, I don't. I know. didn't say it when it was popular. We still we we do. That's all that matters. I say a lot of things that I don't think people say anymore. I'm thirty this year. I'm twenty nine later this year, but I'm a huge Alexa Bliss fan. She does have a different aura to it. She's cool, man. Um, and it's she's so funny. cool, man. No, it's, just, it's it's so funny how many places <laughs> she gets mentioned. Like, there's some show called Letter Kenny or something. I don't know what it's called. Good show. 
Like they mentioned her on there one time. Don't you? I do. I haven't watched it yet. But they, uh, they, I just watched Kirby Enthusiasm so far, and that's about it. But um, they mentioned Um, they mentioned her on that show. I'm like, she's actually one of those people that like a lot of people know about and are a fan of, and I I don't blame them. And that music video gave me real big like Family Channel, Disney Channel vibes. (laughs) And like when I was a kid, and I'm like, this is such one of those like pop songs I would have loved when I was like in elementary school and early high school. But shout out to Alexa Bliss. Um, I just want to bring that up. So if you guys haven't checked it out, it's Alexa Bliss. And the songs by this, com- what are they called? Do you know? I'll tell you right now, guys. I'm looking soapbox, Soapbox? No, it's like Bowling or something. Oh, Bowling for Soup. Bowling for Soup. Drop a song called Alexa Bliss, guys. like that? Go stream it. Check you it like out. that? Um, go stream it. Check it out and whatnot. Other than that, I also want to bring up the, there's another thing I want to bring up and that is Quick Shot. Yo, the new Killer. network, the new network interface sucks, man. It's horrible. Um, they said there's an update that's supposed to make the glitches go away. I think it did because I was watching It's stuff. just so, the, I was the, watching the stuff original one, the one thing I loved about the, well, not the one thing. First when it came out, it's, it was how many years later? Still haven't got over how awesome it is. Yeah. Turn it on anytime, watch whatever you want. They keep adding stuff. But that interface was so, so easy. easy to you use. You pick the year on the scroller, boom, you have it. This new one is way too much clicking, moving, yeah. side, 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 like just stupid. The one scroller where you can just go up and down to pick the year. Oh my God. I also agree. I, I mean, I also still hate the fact that it doesn't just keep continuing after you finish an episode. Like you have to actually go to the next episode and pick it. And yeah, that sucked too. I love falling asleep to wrestling. Just playing, and it, when I wake up, and there's stuff still on it. But we feel like we talk about that every week. Um, Killer Cross and Timothy Thatcher just got uh, signed to uh, WWE. They're going to be appearing at NXT. I think Killer Cross. Is, I don't really know. Timothy. <laughs> Dude, I'm pumped. And you know what? You can tell by the way he's been in other promotions. He's in a have the he's he has to have a little bit of say in what's going down. Whether he's probably going to go to NXT first, I'm sure he is. But he's going to have some a lot of say in his character, man. 100 oh, because. There's a reason every promotion he's gone to, he's pretty much just stopped working. He can't do that in WWE. Yeah. They're gonna have to keep him happy. So I'm a, I I I don't know much about Timothy Thatcher. I've seen him wrestle, but like I don't know much about him to like say like I'm a huge huge fan. But I do know a lot about um, Killer Cross. I've watched him Killer Cross. I've watched his Impact stuff. I've watched him in other companies. I I went and watched his matches um, because you know I I noticed he followed me and I was like who is this guy and he's followed me for years. I go back to post in 2015 and there's like lakes from Killer Cross and. Um, so I really want to go check out. What Yo, he, he's awesome. Dude. I really want to go check and out. Scarlet's what he's already there. That's what I mean. So that's gonna be a great pain. And just imagine this, okay? Imagine this. And this is just me fantasy booking again. Mr. Champa is trying to get his Goldie back from Adam Cole, and it's Killer Cross that costs him the match. Because Champa versus Killer Cross is like money. That just seems like money to me. No, I wish this is making me wish Miss uh, wish Miz was still a baby face. You have him come out and kill somebody who's been around for a long time, like Miz. Have him kill somebody. I think when he gets to the main roster, I don't think you have him kill someone. Kill someone who's been around for a long time, like Kofi, and you're just off and running, dude. I do think he's gonna go to NXT first. I I might have been Ryan Sad, and that might have tweeted this, but I do think Killer Cross is the type of guy that you could have debut on the main roster. Come and destroy Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Destroy Gargano. But I want to see him destroy someone bigger. Come and take out Keith Lee. Yeah. Let Keith Lee have a little bit of a run here. Have him take out Keith Lee and go to the main roster. Because this just got the look. He's got the personality. If they let him be and him. he's got the character. Yeah. If they he let gets him be it. him. Like, he gets it. Shout out to Killer Cross, man. I'm a huge fan of yours and looking forward to this. I was very happy when I heard that. Um, another thing I quickly want to do, another quick shot. Um, WWE backstage. You always say quick. Whether it's sponsors. Because well, No, because when we start talking about the other stuff, it's never quick. When I start talking about Raw and stuff. Well, whenever you do the sponsors, like... Take time. We're gonna have to change that too, anyways. I'm gonna have to pre-record those soon. But um, one last thing uh, about WWE backstage: Drew McIntyre was on the show, and he talked about, you know, obviously he was answering questions. I don't even know if this was on the show. I think it was just like a YouTube thing for WWE backstage on Fox. But uh, he was reading questions, and uh, one of his questions was, "How would you uh, like Broken Dreams? Would you bring Broken Dreams back for WrestleMania?" Talks about how he always gets asked that question. He thinks it doesn't fit his character no more, which is totally understandable. But he thinks it fits his story right Ooh. now. Drew McIntyre. When you posted the video and you posted this video using the song he uses now. No, no, no. So no, because I watched that whole video and I was busy at work, but I was gonna teach you back being like, what the hell did you post this for? No, 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 because I'm like he's like, I think it would be good for WrestleMania. But like you have to watch a video because I only used his broken themes just for when he comes You use the song he uses now. No, just for the beginning. It starts with Broken Dreams because I want him to come on, then it switches to his current song. Oh, so I, I would think that's the I best. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have noticed that. Yeah, I think that's the best way to do it. Maybe he'll do that because it does fit his story. I don't know. Maybe this is stupid lyrics, man. It's not like back in the day. Oh, I remember this song. Yeah. 
Someone needs to come out with a big boss man song. <laughs> what? How does the mom seem sick right now? I think you should come out to Real American. <laughs> no. That was a really bad transition. Yeah, I well, I had to make a transition. <laughs> Maybe I, I just skipped through it. I had to make a transition and I couldn't find one, so I was like, that's a transition. Obviously, if they did it, they'd do a better transition. They'd have it happen better. But I would be happy if he walks out to Broken Dreams and then it switches. Another thing someone said would be really cool is if uh, they uh, um, use Broken Dreams for like the promo video leading up to the match. Like, have it in the background. Yeah, like, they, the got prophecy, save it, they got the same for just him. You know? Like him and Brock, Broken Dreams. Like. Yo, I was thinking on the way to work the other day, they need something to make it even bigger like they used to do. Yeah. Not that it, like, just, they used to just add stuff to make it feel bigger. Like Have someone like Daniel Cormier or John Jones come ref it. Yeah, something like that. And Cormier was in, in the crowd today on, on uh, SmackDown. Oh, what do you know? He was in the crowd. Look at that. I didn't even yeah. watch it. He was in the crowd tonight. Because you know what? I would just make it feel bigger. Oh, Daniel Cormier to, to um, whether even if they don't mention Drew's name, yeah. Daniel Cormier to ref Brock Lesnar made a event to WrestleMania ball, like they did with Tyson, Shamrock. There could be tension between Brock and Cormier leading to a future and you know what? match. Even have Cain Velasquez when, come Whenever you add point. anything like that to a match, it makes it feel like a main event. I know you don't agree, but I still think they could have that involvement with Vince and doing the contract signing. No. I bring up the whole prophecy, because, chosen one thing. Because it's too murky, man. I know, but I just think it works. Well, everybody knows, nobody was watching that. I know, but every time I post anything about Drew, everyone's like, he's filling the prophecy, the chosen one, this is the chosen one thing. Everyone, the marks want it. Yeah, you're the followed by a bunch want. of marks. I know, but what are you giving the casual? I think you can have a guest rest for you 100%, but you can also have that segment. You can make this feel bigger in so many different ways. The show existing is already for the marks. They don't need to do anything else for them. <laughs> I know, I know, I see where you're coming from, trust me, I know. I don't believe um, you. Let's talk about Raw really quickly. Ruby Riot's back, came attacked Liv Morgan. How hopefully, dare she? How dare she? Hopefully this is the end of the whole don't Lana, don't Liv touch, Morgan thing. Don't touch our Lord and Savior, <laughs> Liv, Liv Morgan. <laughs> that saved us from this Rusev storyline and killed it. No, just because what she wears. She's gorgeous. <laughs> she killed it. She came back to I never. She was hot before, she came back even hotter. I, I pretty much know. never saw anything of the Rusev, Lana, whatever storyline. I just always skipped it or didn't watch it. That's fair, but... Ruby Riot come back. She, I, I, I've been saying that the raw women's rosters seem kind of thin for a little bit, and Ruby Riot has some depth back into it. So I'm glad she's back. She really does. Yeah. Same thing with Naomi on the other side. Yeah. yeah. And the, I always think the SmackDown one's actually already been pretty stacked, but Raw well, really is champion. It feels like it's and Sasha not on TV. Very disappointing. She's not 110 percent yet. I know that you listen to Corey Gray's podcast. She's only 104 now. I love she how she posted today. She says she's at 104, 102. <laughs> she's almost there, and we are still. If Dude, I never, ever, ever do this, but I am sending thoughts and prayers her way. I do love, I do love how Sasha Banks, I did listen to After Bell, shout out to Corey Greaves and After Bell podcast, but I do love, if you listen to it, like how she says she came back fresh and a different mindset, like pre, pre going away Sasha was Before she, we were kicking and screaming on the, on the no, she, floor. Yeah, before <laughs> that, she was, I care too much about the business, I cared about the moments, I cared about wrestling much. Now Post, it's like money and yeah, moments. I don't care about that, I'm just getting paid, like, oh, she's like, Graves like, what do you have planned for wrestling? She's like, I don't even care. She could just wear a nice outfit and go support my friend while she wrestles. And like, I don't even need to wrestle as long as I make like. You know, we all know that's not true. I know, but the personality—it's a, it's a, a good, good gimmick, and I dig it because eventually she's gonna break and be like, "What? This is about me. I do care about the stuff." Boom. Yeah, that's and it's it. Good Let's stuff. just enjoy the ride. I love it, but I love Sasha Banks, so I'm gonna praise whatever she does. It's Sasha Banks that. Appreciation Hour. You guys all know it. Um, but Ruby Riot, great to see her back. Another thing with the women, we'll get them out of the way because I don't <laughs> care. <laughs> I, I I care about a bunch of the stuff that's going on right so, now. So Rhea Ripley. Yeah. Uh, finally, the rumors are true. Rhea Ripley came out and uh, confronted and sh- Charlotte. And Charlotte's totally gonna lose that match. And then Charlotte went to NXT and Bianca Belair. Thankfully, because when the whole real thing started, I'm like, are they just forgetting about Bianca in Portland? They made sure we're not. Bianca came- Belair came out there. And listen, for months, and you guys know, since the show started, six months or whatever, I told you guys, even during the whole Survivor Series invasion thing, I'm not with the Bianca Belair thing. I don't get it. I'm not with the uh, EST thing. Been. She kind of stood my, out to me this week. My brother loves her. She stood up to me this week. The promo she cut wasn't my favorite promo. She's but a I, good character. She's a good sports entertainer, not a good wrestler. Yeah, I, I haven't watched enough. Of her, I have watched her matches. That's not true because I've watched War Games and watched against Shane. But I haven't watched enough of her matches like on NXT. She was really good in the Rumble. Good facials. Oh, and I watched in the Rumble. Good yeah. facials. Good performance. She's growing on me. Is my point. She's growing on me. The promo she cut this week was good. Trying to make sure she's not irrelevant. I, ha- I still haven't been reprogrammed to care more about other than just the two girls who are on the top. That's fair. Maybe I, that's still, the I, still issue. I still haven't got there yet. Yeah. Oscar versus Natalia was awesome. I'm not the biggest Natalia fan either. Yeah, well, that both, was great. Those, they're both pros. But they match. beat the sh- crap out of each other. Yeah, no, it was good. It was definitely good. Yeah. 
I and once again, like I'm not the biggest on Oscar, but like she delivers, yeah, man. Because you don't like Japanese people. Okay, uh, but anyways, Bianca Belair, the promo she got on NXT. I did actually go and watch NXT um, after AEW the day after, and I enjoyed the promo. And I enjoyed Bianca Belair. I, I think uh, I people are saying because they gonna end up being a triple threat: Bianca versus Charlotte versus. Rhea Ripley, I don't no, want that. No, it's not. I don't they want that. They already ruined last year's. So I'm not gonna <laughs> do it again. I don't want that, but I do hope uh, I get them. Them trying to make sure that we're not forgetting that Rhea Ripley is defending title against Bianca before she goes after Charlotte or whatever the thing is. They had to speak to it on NXT. Yeah. They had to because everybody was. I know they thought about it before people complained about it because yeah. they're not stupid. But everyone's oh, they're acting like Bianca. Okay, they acknowledged it now. Now we can just get through that match. And then move on to WrestleMania for where we're gonna have. Hopefully, we're gonna have uh, Shayna and Becky, and, <laughs> and we're gonna have um, um, Rhea and Charlotte. And th- that's two. Those two should one should open and one should be right in the middle. Two really good spots on a long show on WrestleMania. I and you know who I am. Yeah, I talk a lot of shit. Both of those matches would deserve. Really good spots. No, I agree. Opening and in the middle. I almost think, and I know this sounds so weird that. And if you want, and if you want, and if you want to put, if you want to put, no, they wouldn't. They wouldn't put Rhea in the in the in the main event. So I take that. Yeah. Back. No, I was gonna say if anything though, like the Becky main event of last year, and if you want to open the show up hot, like I think opening the show with a Becky match isn't the worst thing in the world. I mean, they opened with Seth and Brock last year in a weird way. Like you can. Do I that. think Charlotte and Rhea would be a better opener because Becky's matches aren't that great. And that would actually be and a good it, would, it would be slow and plotting, and they'd be really <coughs> methodic, methodical. beating the crap out of each other. Where Rhea and Charlotte would beat the crap out of each other, but it'd be a nice sports entertainment. That's match. true. Um, so uh, poor Humberto got taken out again, yet again. Who called it? Angel Garza. Angel Garza. I called it. Zelina Vega brought out Angel Garza, and um, why do the Spanish guys have to beef with each other? And why are they all on Raw? But they can beef <laughs> with other people. Yeah. It's like their own cruiserweight division. That's not cruiserweight division because all the Latino luchadors are there, baby. Um, so like, <laughs> like Humberto's allowed to like wrestle Buddy Murphy. Gang warfare. He's allowed baby. to wrestle Gang Buddy warfare. Murphy. Garza's allowed to wrestle Alistair <laughs> Black. Like they can have interracial wrestling. They do on NXT when Garza's there, but when he came to Raw, it's back with the Latinos. So uh, I enjoyed. You love it, when he rips his pants off. I enjoyed too. Garza versus uh, Rey Mysterio. Did Rey Mysterio wrestle his dad or his uncle, whoever Garza's? I think he did Angel Garza's. He, I know he's related. He's Probably. A, I feel like there's like there's some connection there, which would have been cool for Garza. If it happened in Japan, you would know about it. Or yeah, or yeah, if it happened in Japan, I would tell you right away because I'm an encyclopedia. But I enjoyed the match. I like Garza there. I know that Andrade is suspended for like a month, so it's good to have Zelina still on screen with somebody like um uh, uh, uh with Garza. And he did the same thing. He, he DDT'd Rey Mysterio on the cement. That's like the go-to for the Mexicans. Um, or the Latinos. No, but they're they're really getting over the cement and the DDT yeah. thing right now. Um, Owens had a great uh, a great. Um, he outing. always finds a way to stand out, man. Yeah, I can fa- never, I'll never stop seeing it. I don't no matter what you do with him, he's always one of the top one or two things on the show. I hundred percent agree. There's, nothing, there's not much I want to talk about, but he just he desperately. It's I nice. Mean, he genuinely deserved that reaction he got after that match. It's nice that Samoa Joe's not hopefully hurt too. They announced that he's gonna be wrestling on Raw. Sweet. Thank God, I didn't want him to miss me. I'm, I'm looking forward to that. Though, Even if he's that. in some nothing match or some multi man match. He he's one guy you want to see. You want to hear the Joe chants. You want to see his music. You want to see him beat some people up, sent on a couple people. So I'm all for that. Um, Murphy's probably just being called Murphy now. No more Buddy, but doesn't really change much. That annoys me. Buddy Murphy's a cool name. It is, but I think I just like it's fine if you guys want to call him Murphy. I called him Blake Murphy for the longest time because that was the tag team. Right? Yeah, what's the other guy? The Forgotten Sons or something now? Blake some. He's with the Forgotten Sons or whatever. Yeah, you know, what's what about him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, that's pretty much all I want to talk about. Raw. How did Raw end up again? What was the last thing? I don't remember. I don't remember because uh, like, I should probably care about how the show ended, right? But, oh, Edge and Orton. No, Ed, Orton came out and was that last week. That was last week. Oh, that was in the beginning. Orton well, came Orton out. Orton milked it for like seventeen yeah, Orton minutes. Orton just said he couldn't say anything. Last what a great week. entertainer. Um, I don't even remember how Raw ended. But anyways, uh, the other thing I didn't want to say is that really. Oh, Lashley. Ricochet and Seth are the triple threat and the winner for faces for Brock Ricochet. and Ricochet won. Does and he last longer than Kofi? Good angle advancement. He's yeah, gonna last longer than Kofi. Yeah. Right? And Saudi for sure. That's annoying. They're gonna give us a thing. Um, they're gonna give us. They're the, gonna give us a thing. No, they're, they're gonna, gonna do us, the thing. They're gonna do the thing, man. They're gonna give us a small against Brock that uh, Brock underestimates and he gets you know a little bit the better of Brock until Brock kills him. Um, but uh, other thing is uh, who the hell is Alistair Black going after? Can we just get to that? He's going to pick a fight. 
So talking about picking fights, Goldberg picked a fight with The Fiend on SmackDown tonight. Yeah, I Showed saw up that. via satellite, even though they kept promoting, Goldberg's going to be on SmackDown. Technically, it was on SmackDown. It's just a dick move. But like, they pulled the old school, like they used to do with The Rock all the time back in the day. The Rock's going to be on SmackDown, and he shows up via satellite. That's what happened. That's um, a dick move, man. And they didn't Especially even, the people that bought tickets after the fact to see him. Yeah, and the, so funny, because if you watch SmackDown, they kept... But you know like, what? NBA players yeah. sit all the time now, so whatever. But it was so funny, because they kept, like... Uh, on SmackDown, like saying, like, oh, he's Goldberg's here, and they'll show him backstage. Not saying he's backstage, but show him like he's sending out backstage. Not having the via satellite thing there. Just like he's, you know, he's backstage. Uh, they made it look like he's backstage? Yeah, and then it, he was via satellite when he actually That's corny, man. And he challenged the Fiend, which is like, he's like, you know, my universal title run wasn't what it was. That's going to be a bad match. In Saudi. I don't think it'll go longer than 10 minutes. Goldberg's going to win the belt. No, he's going to put the Fiend over. He's going to win the belt. And then uh, he's going to put the Fiend over. It's going to be Goldberg of, It's going to be Goldberg versus Reigns at Mania. No. Speaking Yo, of, I, wouldn't mean, I wouldn't mind that. I'm not against it, but it's so dumb to make the Fiend lose after all that. And speaking about the Fiend, Brian is changing. He's been affected. The Fiend effect is worse. What happened now? Daniel Bryan, um, right after Goldberg challenged they cut to Brian backstage. Heath Slater tried to console him. They had a match, and he wouldn't stop stop stomping on Heath Slater. And then put him the label locked, and Slater's knocked out. Like, he's losing his mind. Goldberg versus Reigns at Mania, and Fiend versus Bryan again. And Bryan's frustrated. No, they're going to find a way to have Sheamus or Daniel Bryan at another WrestleMania. <laughs> they're going to do it if it's the last <laughs> thing they do. I guarantee it. Great fruits. But, but, so now Seth... Finn and now Brian and Brian was the one that was the most resistant about letting the Finn change him. And Finn, that, that 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 side of Finn's dead. He's a new Finn now. Yeah, and the, on NXT, did you watch the promo with him and Gargano. That's why I referenced it. Where Gargano's like, he's stupid. I don't want the Finn that lost to Lashley seven times in a row. I want to not Prince. I'm Fergle now. I want to bring that up. I'm Fergle so now. I'm not Finn anymore. Like, what an insult! But he's like, I'm not that Finn no more. But uh, that'll be a good match at NXT Portland too. And uh, let's see what happens with Brian. Let's see if he just wearing a leather jacket too, like uh, Seth and Finn did. Brian comes out next week in a leather jacket made out of cowhide. We got a problem. <laughs> Brian comes out flip. He would. I was gonna say he would never wear something like that. This is beyond leather. This is fox leather. <laughs> this is beyond leather. This leather is made out of plastic bottles. Looks like leather. Feels like leather. <laughs> tastes like leather. But it's not. Uh, Daniel this Brian, is breeze skin. Daniel Bryan's, Daniel, Bryan's, <laughs> Daniel Bryan's the best. Speaking of Sheamus, literally just squashed Apollo Crews on SmackDown. Shout out to right? Daniel Bryan getting two twins pregnant. That's yeah, great. What a G. Oh yeah, and congratulations, Nicky and Bree. I think it's at the last trick. But who cares? Sheamus squashed Apollo Crews. They finally put Apollo Crews on TV. He just got killed by Sheamus this week. But yo, Apollo Crews and e- okay, EC3 is a lot different. EC3 can talk and he can wrestle. Who who's Cheerios did he piss in? I don't know, but Apollo Crews has had more opportunities than EC3. He has no charisma. He's like Cedric Alexander. Yeah. Really good wrestler. And you know what? You have room for guys like that. You still make them seem kind of important so they can have good matches with people they're putting over. But, like, he has no charisma. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard, man. He just smiles and stuff. That's what we got known for. Um, Otis was training to go out with Mandy Rose next week, and that's just a funny segment. So if you haven't watched it, yo, shout out to Otis, one of the MVPs of the whole show. What a G! So SmackDown's pretty good this week. Um, one thing I really loved is I don't know if you've watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood yet with Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Brad Pitt. What about it? But uh, the Miz and uh, John Morrison brought back the dirt sheet, and yo, they, how had, was that? they had a. <laughs> Uh, uh, like a video made uh, called Once Upon a Dirt Sheet and it's about the Miz and Morrison going to making a movie called Once Upon a Dirt Sheet and like there's a cameo from John Laurinaitis who also dropped the People Power thing there's a cameo by Lance there's a cameo from Lance Storm saying that Miz is better than this and there's just a lot of funny stuff Mr. Miz was in it which was funny I was okay like, I'm Mr. definitely Mrs. gonna watch G. that but it was a good segment, man. And what, and uh, so it sounds like for once, SmackDown was kind of good. It was actually kind of good today. Wow! It was a mixed bag, um, and I enjoyed it. And uh, it's been since October since it was good. <laughs> and this is something I wrote in my review. You can check out my reviews in the rest of the class. You wrote a review. I wrote a review. You know how to write? Yeah, right, right, I've been writing the SmackDown reviews for the last like, Are they any month. Good? Uh, they're pretty straightforward. Um, but uh, you type as fast as you talk. Uh, kind of. Mm. But uh, like I said in the review, I'm like the one thing I think that really stood out to me about the show. There wasn't those many matches that went multiple segments. There was more segments and creative stuff. Um, I think the only matches that went long. Honestly, you need some of that, especially at this time where you don't know there's no really good feuds and you're trying to build this stuff. You need you need yeah. good segments. And two and two matches went along. I think more than uh, multiple segments. And the one match was uh, the opening tag match with the Usos versus uh, Rude and Ziggler. And the other match was the main event. And having the main First match and the last match be the only match that goes multiple segments is not a bad thing. I mean, good matches are fine, but the, you need to take some time week to week and make us care about the matches we're seeing. And, and, and if they're making the effort to do that, then great. I don't mind main events going long, and I don't mind like I don't mind like two matches going multiple segments. When like three, four matches, do, then I get kind of drink because I lose one, I lose interest during commercials. I'm that guy. If I'm watching than, live, if I if I didn't pee more than more than one interest. 
<coughs> more than one or two going multiple segments is just not necessary. Yeah, and now with Flick Chat, where I actually am trying to watch all Especially the shows. Especially when you have so many people on yeah. each roster. And like, it just doesn't make sense. And when, now with Flick Chat, when I'm actually trying to watch shows live and chat with people as the show's going on, like I don't have that courtesy of forwarding through the commercials. You know what? I would them. rather have two to three. <coughs> oh, man. <coughs> I would rather have two to three cold matches, no feud, guys we don't see that much that are good. <coughs> just to avoid the multi-segment matches and bad storylines. Yeah. Let's say on Raw, you dedicate half an hour to 40 minutes throughout the show. Could be three different segments. Of just a decent match of guys we don't see that much. Yeah, It's better than a crappy storyline. And it's it's not some long multi-segment match between two guys we've seen a hundred times. A hundred percent. It's a variety. When you and have guys, good. not everyone can be a main event. Not yeah. everyone can even be a mid-carder. Throw some guys. Throw no way Jose out there. Have them lose to someone. Well, have them have like a competitive match with They had Sheamus versus Apollo Crews, which was a quick match. They had Daniel Bryan versus Heath Slater, which was a quick match. They had Elias and Cesaro that might have went multi-segment. I don't remember, but it seemed quick. Um, like and but then they still had the main event. They had the opening match, and it was it was enough. And then they had a lot of segments. They had the Goldberg Fiend thing. They had the Brian Heath thing backstage. They had Alexa Bliss cut a little promo. They had the Otis thing. They had the Dirt thing. And I'm like, this is enjoyable because I believe the Raws and SmackDown. This might be an old school philosophy that have matches on and have some have really solid main events and stuff. But it should be more about building the characters and the storylines and the pay per views is where we get the banger matches that go long because they don't get interrupted by commercials. I mean, and we can as, enjoy them <laughs> as long as you're not giving us <clears throat> non finishes. Yeah. Every week as the main event, then I, I agree. A lot dedicated to the angle or do the angle after a clean yeah. finish. And also, like, I don't want to see if you're going to give us a match on the Even if it's a DQ or even if it's like a distraction finish, let's have a clean one, two, three, and then do your angle after. I can't think of any on the top of my head now, but the one thing I also don't like is if you're going to give us a match on the pay per view, don't give it to us like two, three Raws in a row before that. Because then I'm not going to care. They used to remember, like, they did that so much with like Sheamus and Dean Ambrose versus The Bar. We had it so many times on Raw that when it was a pay per view match, I'm like, why am I still supposed to care? Sheamus and Dean Ambrose. I mean, uh, Seth and Ambrose versus The Bar. Oh. Great matches, it's like the same but thing. it happened like 18 but they, million but times. But they always have a couple of feuds, and it's usually the one Corbin or Ziggler's in, where yeah. it just keeps going. Well, Corbin and, and Rollins. Corbin and Reigns are having a steel cage match. Yeah. That wasn't the blow-off Yeah, but nobody, those still Saudi shows mean nothing. I don't know if it's at the... Maybe it's at the Saudi it show. Is. Anyways, last thing I want to say is about SmackDown. Um, I went into the main event. It was a fatal 48 for the number one contender for the women's title. I went in there thinking, like, well, obviously... Did Naomi win? Obviously, it's going to be Naomi, because she's the one that has she a competition with... Uh, with uh, Becky, uh, Bailey last week. She didn't and, win? And Naomi was the only one that had a full entrance. Who won? I mean, you get there. Naomi was the only one that had a full entrance for this. When the when they came back from commercial, the other three girls were already in the ring. So I was like, okay, so Dana, Carmella, and Alexa didn't get entrance. Oh, Carmella won? Uh, but Naomi did. Carmella won! I'm okay with that. My girl won. <coughs> I'm okay with it. Carmella's a good wrestler. They didn't. And she can talk. Yeah, they didn't say when the match is going to be. And you it's know what? Confirmed. We know more of who Carmella is than we do of who Naomi is. No. She just dances. Yeah, She I doesn't know. have a character. She's super athletic. She's dope. But there's and not, what's her personality? There's not, no what's reason, her personality that she... There's no reason for me to get behind her. her. Carmella's like... Her personality is what? That sometimes she doesn't take stuff? Yeah. Carmella, she's honestly... Underrated as a wrestler, I think. For sure. And, you know, she's she's funny. And she has a background with Bailey a little bit. They used to be friends and bring that shit up. Like, they like to do with all the women's feuds. Just don't scream, please, Carmella. Yeah, she does that to you. But I love Carmella. Shout out to Carmella. I'm happy you won. Um, that was a good way to uh, end SmackDown. I threw that up my story. Sent her a DM. So that means Naomi and Bailey at Mania, then. Maybe. Uh, maybe Sasha comes back and deals with Naomi. Maybe it ends up being a triple threat. Bailey attacked Carmella right after she won. Like, barely in time to, like, celebrate. But I was psyched because they had Alexa... Take the rear end thingy, <laughs> so it looked like Naomi was gonna win. The butt smash. And then uh, Carmella just came in, picked up Naomi, hit a couple super kicks, one, two, three, and everyone was like, "What?" Because they made it so much. Like last week, Naomi confronted Bailey. Uh, she was the only one that got an entrance. I'm like, I mean, Naomi's winning, dude, and she didn't. So shout out to Carmella. Um, I think the last thing I really want to talk about because we already kind of you're gonna talk about AEW. Yeah, but <laughs> before we get there, because we already kind of touched on the the things I had for NXT. Velveteen Dream coming back was dope. Mm-hmm. And the way that the Undisputed Era running around the entire show was great. Yeah, with uh, uh, Marina Sh- yeah. Sharif. Or Call me or whatever. Or, yeah. Shafir. Shafir, um, Roderick Strong's wife, for those that don't know, that's why he did a cool little shout-out to Rick Rude and his airbrush pants to taunt his opponents. But uh, it was great to see Velveteen Dream back. It was a cool way to do it. Um, the Undisputed Era obviously had the number ga- numbers game. They took out Ciampa. Um, Dunn and uh, Riddle were taken out too and they were doing the whole classic spray paint the back with the axe and boom and there comes Velveteen Dream who was also taken out from the Undisputed Era and as the months go by they've done so well booking the Undisputed Era as like that heel stable in NXT that 
you're almost like, holy crap, these guys literally have really messed with almost every baby face or person on that roster that everybody's going to want a part of them, and they do. And they're still so dominant running around backstage, cutting people's hair. Shout out to Maestro Classic. They got a cameo on uh, NXT this week. But it was good stuff. I enjoyed NXT. Um, welcome back to Velveteen Dream. Honestly, there's only two really big things I want your opinion on. I enjoyed AEW this week. I didn't enjoy it as much as last week, but I mean the week before last week, so I didn't really enjoy last week either. I think I still just missed the, the, the ship, the boat. But uh, first thing I want to talk about is how funny is Chris Jericho because Dean Amber or John Moxley uh, stabbed Santana in the eye with the keys to the car. You'll have to tell me. I don't watch it. And then Jericho cut a promo backstage. He's Actually, like, I know a, a little bit of... Uh, Jericho cut a promo backstage. He's like, what kind of jackass stabbed somebody in the eye with a, with a like a thing? Pick? Yeah, because he did that to Moxley. Yeah. Which is ironic. Cause, like, no, that's funny. It. But Jericho's the man. Um, Everything he does is gold. It just it made me laugh. I'm like, you know, that's actually really clever because only Jericho pulled out where you actually think he believes what he's saying, you know? He, yeah. <laughs> that's the thing. Trash takes a spike and puts it in another man's eye. You get a piece of trash, jeopardizes a man's career, his life, his sight. Moxley, you're going to pay for what you did with your <laughs> so funny. Cause that's like, so good. He's so serious. <laughs> Who would do that? I was like, dude, you did. But uh, that, was, that was a huge highlight. Um, other highlights from AEW um, uh, was obviously Orange Cassidy's money and whatever he did, the, and then the Dark Order came on. That was ruined. Britt Baker knocked out someone's tooth. I, I can't say the lady's name, but Pac's getting Kenny Omega in a match, but it's going to be a 30-minute Iron Man match, which is going to be a banger. Olivier. Um, Hangman Page is still killing it. Um, but let's talk about what everyone wants us to quickly talk about. Oh, you probably didn't watch it. Did you watch the lashing? The 10 lashings yeah. of Cody Rhodes? Let's talk about that. How did you feel about it? Because watching it live, I didn't enjoy it. Watching it back, I'm like, I get why this was good. <laughs> I really, I thought the clip I watched was great. I, I didn't, because I was watching it live, and I think I was, the thing about the show about AEW Dynamite this week, which is the opposite of what I said about SmackDown, there was just, the first hour was so much wrestling, like it opened with wrestling, and though everything was wrestling, we didn't get like a segment till the second hour. Drain the guy that loves promos and stories. They can't decide what to do. They got too many people calling the shots. I like it when you open a show with a match. I'm okay with that. But maybe a promo after that match or something, right? If you don't want to kick the show off the promo. And it was so much wrestling in the first hour. Dude, I was just like, I, this is... this is, And a lot of people I don't really care about were wrestling and stuff too. Like, the, the angles weren't anything too crazy. Um, but the lashing, I actually really enjoyed it watching it back. I loved how real they tried to make it, having you know people come out there. Brandy dropped the whole gimmick and came out there in support of Cody. I don't like Arn that. Anderson came out there. I don't there. like that. Um, it was it was I I and let's it's a way for Brandy to stop doing that gimmick. Well, that's the thing. If if she's dropping it, then I'm with it. Yeah, because that thing is stupid. Because if she's going back to it after this, and I'm like, what do you? Then it's kind of a. If what? it means less promo time for Brandy, I'm all for it. But like, I, the only thing, that, yeah, because I don't know, man. I just I I when she came out, I'm like, that must mean. They're like, it's over, right? Like, the, the angle's done, right? But we'll find out, I guess. Um, and I, I just, I enjoyed the segment. I understood it. It, made, it gave MJF a ton of heat, uh, you know. Uh, it was different. It's not something, we, it's, I don't think it's something we'd see in WWE. And if it was, it'd be t- done totally different. Um, the last time that happened was probably Tommy Dreamer. Yeah, it just, it was solid stuff. Um, and the Sandman? It was, a, it was a really polarizing segment, though. I think there was going to be a lot of people that don't like it. because oh, Get over it. Fans. Wrestling's violent. Shut but up. But there's a lot of people that well like it because it reminds me. Why wouldn't of, anyone not like it? It reminds them of the old territory. Memphis days like it. Why would anyone not like it? Just people probably would have found it boring. First of all, the bad guy is whipping the shit out of the good guy. And the good guy is doing anything he can to get his hands on the bad guy. Yeah. How? how it doesn't get much better than that. And people coming out there and can't do anything to help him, whether it's Dustin Rhodes, whether it's Arn Anderson, whether it's the Bucks. And you know why? Because people respect Cody and people want Cody to get their hands on MJF. It makes so... I, I don't even watch it. I can tell you how good this story is. I agree with you, man. I really, really enjoyed it. You guys haven't checked out the checked out AEW. You know what's better than all that stuff, though? What? Marty Scurll and uh, uh, Nick Aldis. Dude, NWA Power. Dude, even dude, um, their Eddie, little, Eddie Kingston's promo. Dude, on their the little promo. Their little promo. The sit-down one? I want to watch that match. That sit-down one yeah. where we talking to them? That was really good. He's like, pay me for everybody's tickets. I'm a huge Marty fan. I really, really enjoyed that, too. Um, I, I'm gonna, I want to watch that match. And I, to be honest with you, I'm a huge Marty fan. I was a Marty fan. Way back, you've been a fan for a long time. Yeah, no, when he was doing when he first kind of brought the villain gimmick. Even when he was in Japan, even though you don't like Japanese yeah, wrestling. Yeah, and I, was, I love Japanese wrestling. <laughs> but, uh, but I will admit, like when he was with the elite, I felt like he kind of lost 
that seriousness to his character. He got more personality with them, though. He I did? think it helped him a lot. He did. No, he needed that transition because now he's back to being himself. And now he's not like Adam Page following them around. Now he's alone again doing his, his own name? thing. Adam yeah, Page? Yeah, Tangman Adam Page. Yeah. yeah, he's a loser. But anyways, um, <laughs> also check out Jennifer Decker's new Top 5 AEW Dynamite on YouTube. Some dope stuff. But other than that, I think that's it for this week, guys. Um, definitely check us out on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, Podbean, Google Play, YouTube. I'm going to throw the audio up on YouTube if you guys want to check it send out. Send me some cough syrup. Um, send Devin some cough syrup. And yeah, man, we're getting ready for Super Showdown in Saudi Arabia. I kind of hate that there's another detour to WrestleMania, but it is what it is. Tell this guy not to take any breaks when he's in California. we got to keep the show going. We'll keep the show going when I'm in Cali. Um, let's, take, Skype, let's Skype it out, man. I'll take, I just got to find an app that allows me to record Skype. I had one before because I, I used to do it all the time. I just got to... I'm, I'm back to editing for the time being. And hopefully we'll get back in the studio or some sort of setup where we can tape the shows again and you guys can watch the videos. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Make sure you subscribe, rate, leave a rating. Or we can um, set up our own studio. Yeah, I just I, we just need like a yeah, setup. We can figure it out. I don't I don't care about buying the mics and the cameras and stuff, yeah, but just we can, we can I want it. some cool visual in the background. We can figure it out. That's the thing. Yeah. Um, like whether it's like a banner that says TWC show or just something. We'll go know? to Paris. Huh? We'll go to Paris. We'll go to Paris? Yeah, we'll have the Eiffel Tower in the background. Like a green. I have a green screen actually. No, we'll actually go. <laughs> Sit in Paris for like six months. I'm down. Yeah. I'm down. We'll just we'll just work at a coffee shop or something and just make enough money to pay our rent and our food and we'll just record. Fair game. If you're gonna be at SmackDown on February 14th, make sure you come and say what's up. Or if you bump into me, don't hesitate to come say what up. And um, pretend like you know who I am. I'm most likely gonna be rocking the wrestling classic jacket and uh, probably gonna make a sign for Carmella because that's my girl. But uh, people don't make signs anymore. They do. I do. Tweeter. I'll tweeter. I'll make a sign and send a picture to her so she'll look out for the sign. Me and Carmelo, homies. Keep it G-rated. Anyways, I'm going to do the thing. I hope you guys all do the thing. And uh, we'll be back at you next week. TWC Shop, you want some merch to rock at these shows coming up? I won't be at NXT Portland or the Raw and Everett because I'm going to California. I My family was wanting me to come at the same time those shows are going on, unfortunately. So that's what I'm going to do. But... um. Yeah, man, I'll see you guys on SmackDown. And if not, if you're in Cali and you want to link up, let me know. Um, and that's about it. I'm the TBC Show this week. We'll see you all next week. Have a good week, Marks. Hope you all do the thing and enjoy it. Brace the madness. Ooh, yeah.